welcome to this episode of Virtual Coffee, with dialogues about the future of health, including innovation, the new era of digital first, physical next, and reflections from outside of healthcare. Brief conversations, as if it were in a barista cafe, always realistic, but with a positive outlook. There are enough pessimistic channels out there already. I'm your host. My name is Lucien Engelen. 40 years of healthcare experience in ambulance services, dispatch centers, University Medical Center, and Singularity University. Both a global keynote speaker and strategic advisor, all mainly on the innovation intersection of technology and patient empowerment. Started during the COVID pandemic, checking in with friends, colleagues, and experts about topics that matter to them and to me. Distributed through LinkedIn Live, YouTube, and Facebook with video, and through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other audio platforms, or via my website, www.transform.health. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to this uh, virtual coffee on Thursday, June 18th, early in the, well, early in the morning, around noon. Uh, I'm very proud to uh, share with you insights, visions, and also expertise of some of my friends, colleagues, and partners that I've been able to work with or other people out there that really try to improve healthcare and health in the, in the broader sense. And today I got a very special guest. Today I'm very happy to introduce to you Tjeerd Bosklopper, who is the CEO of Nationale Nederlanden in the Netherlands. And it's a job that he recently took on on June 1st, I think, Tjeerd. Is that correct? Good morning. Good morning, Lucien. And uh, yeah, indeed. So uh, I was appointed in the uh, Netherlands position on uh, September of last year and uh, currently heading the non-life bank technology and innovation part of National Netherlands in the Netherlands. Yeah. And, and prior to that, you were the CTO, which is not the chief technology officer, but it was the chief transformation officer, isn't it? That is correct. Yeah. And now you're the CEO, so you now get the benefit of executing your own plans and visions is that correct so pushing all the buttons at once. <laughs> yeah look i think that uh, if you read uh, about the history of transformation officers then uh, typically uh, their their lifetime in a role is uh, temporary uh, so uh, a transformation officer is typically hired uh, to create a traction uh, on new transformative goals um but ultimately, into the long-term execution, uh, I believe that a CEO is responsible for the long-term, for the execution of the strategy. Um, but I think a risk with a lot of CEOs is, and I experienced that before in my career, is that uh, yeah, there's so much time needed to run the business uh, that to also find the oxygen and time for reflection and to drive also the long-term innovation is not always easy. Uh, but in my current role, I'm clearly responsible for both. Yeah, well, it makes sense indeed. So I think a lot of people know Nationale Nederlanden, but could you give us a brief snapshot of what Nationale Nederlanden entails in the broader sense? Absolutely. So, um, so uh, Nationale Nederlanden is um, uh, yeah, also known to a lot of people internationally as an uh, group. So we operate in uh, quite a few countries in, in Europe, uh, but also present in uh, Japan. Uh, our core business is to be in, uh, in insurance, uh, but we also have an asset manager uh, and a bank. So, and, and, and uh, that's across the world, so it's much broader than the Netherlands uh, as, as such. Let me go into 
this corona pandemic. Um, you got like, what it's, what's it like? Like 12,000 people working at National in London in total? Is that across the world or is that only in the Netherlands? Yeah, so uh, internationally, we have about uh, 15,000 people uh, working for us. In a weekend, they all had to switch and work from their home office, so to speak, to digitize a lot of stuff. And a couple of weeks ago, I spoke with uh, Rutger Engels, who is the director Magnificus from the Rotterdam University, and said this literally happened in a weekend. Everyone yeah. had to start working digitally. And I know this is close to a lot of other people's hearts and minds and also experience. How did that work out for you guys? Yeah, it, it was a it was really a crazy period. So um, of course, uh, I think everybody uh, was reading the news. Uh, there is this virus. Uh, first, it seemed to be mostly in Asia, um, and then of course, uh, slowly it came to Europe. And then uh, all of a sudden, we were confronted indeed with uh, okay, uh, from this moment. Uh, you know, um, there's a total lockdown. Uh, you cannot go to the office, and uh, yeah, you just need to ensure business continuity to to keep serving serving your customers uh, to make sure that we uh, still pay the bills. So uh, the continuity uh, risk um, is of course very high at such a moment. Um, we had the uh, fortunate situation that uh, our Japanese business. Um, already was building a lot of experience uh, around how to deal with the coronavirus. So we learned a lot from that uh, on the European continent. Um, so we were already preparing uh, weeks before uh, to be ready for a situation where everybody had to work from home. Uh, but when the moment came, uh, we had to do it in a weekend. So literally uh, on a Friday, uh, the announcement was, okay, from Monday on, uh, you know, everybody has to work from home. Yeah, and our work from home capacity was sort of um, sized at maybe, you know, 30%, 40% of the people working from home. So all of a sudden, all of these companies were overloading networks, providers. And uh, so, yeah, it was especially in the first week, very hectic to get that all done. Uh, but I'm also proud to say that uh, although the IT guys that did it did not get a lot of sleep, uh, it's it's a great compliment to them that they got this done. So uh, all in all, uh, I think we can look back at a successful uh, transition. But uh, boy, that that first weekend was uh, was was hectic. Yeah. Yeah. What you see a lot is that it brings all kinds of new creativity and people back on back, back into the mix. Um, did you see specific examples in that that you say, well, guys, well that blew my mind in terms of how people. Uh, uh, took a totally different approach to a regular problem that we were trying to tackle for weeks or years or months, uh, for instance, and then all of a sudden they found a different approach for that. Yeah, um, and, and, and there are multiple examples. So probably um, uh, by now everybody takes it for granted uh, that we all work uh, with teams, that we work from home, uh, that we quickly dial somebody in, that we share a screen, share a presentation, get things done. So. In a way, the productivity in the office environment and using uh, especially Microsoft Teams as a collaboration tool, uh, that digital adoption has just skyrocketed, not just in our company, but also across uh, society, uh, I believe. Um, what was also very interesting to see is that this was also happening to the education front, uh, but then all of a sudden education was only available to people who have a laptop. Uh, so in our company, um, we have a close cooperation, for instance, with the Linda uh, Foundation, but also with uh, some local municipalities. 
so we had a lot of people just collecting laptops and uh, distributing them to uh, to poor families so that they could have access. So, you know, uh, that never happened before, but that was just a program that started within a day and, and it just got done, right? So um, a lot of creativity and, and yeah, so many examples of... Um, our employees helped, of course, to um, uh, yeah to help the company uh, uh, yeah continue in that uh, period, but also really reaching out to customers and um, and and also our non-customers to see how we could help them. Is there anything that you've learned during this pandemic that you would say so we will never go back to the old days or to the the things prior to that that. Um, also on a personal level, uh, for instance, we all had to work from home and we still are. Uh, how do you stay healthy yourself, for instance? What are the things and the tricks and tricks uh, that you that you would give also to other people out there? Yeah, so um, now for me, the, um, the first uh, couple of weeks were really tough. Huh? So um, I gained a few kilos, uh, a lot of stress. Um, huh? Um, because you're, you're close to the fridge, you're in your, you know, I was working from the bedroom mostly yeah, for the for the first weeks. Uh, and I put up a small camping table there with my uh, iPad. And uh, from there, I was just, you know, in constant calls with everybody. Yeah. And then at some point in time, you know, you realize, you're, you know, your, your physical fitness and thereby also your mental fitness is just not in a good place. Um, and in my role, you know, uh, I need to have the positive energy every day to drive forward all the things that are going on. So uh, I need to be an example to, um, uh, yeah, to to the company and to the people around me. So I really needed to take care of uh, of myself, which uh, I think after a couple of weeks, I really started with uh, you know online uh, Pilates classes, right? So my a Pilates teacher uh, also went online with a bit of help from my wife. And then I was just like uh, in the middle of the living room doing this one hour exercise. Um, then I went out uh, probably four times a week or so with my bike uh, and do a bit of sort of a midday break for a one hour cycle just to refresh the mind and then have a break between the morning uh, online sessions and the afternoon evening online Otherwise sessions. Go on and on and on and on. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise you're just in online sessions all day. So and that really helped me to get back into a rhythm where, you know, after a couple of weeks, I really felt like, wow, okay. So family's healthy, company's doing well. Uh, physically, I feel better. And wow, this is so effective, right? I mean, uh, this um, time that you can use to interact with people uh, is just highly efficient. So I really like that and will definitely continue that going, uh, going forward. On the other hand, uh, I do notice that for building a personal connection, building relationships, mm -hmm. uh, social reach out to see how people are doing and to really be connected on a bit deeper level than just the actions that uh, we have to take care of, um, that is still a bit of a struggle, I find, in the uh, online environment. And for that, the, um, yeah, the, the togetherness and, and to be physically together as a team uh, is important. Um, so I do hope that that comes back in the, in the period after summer. So we're talking about health and healthcare. What is, and is there a role, and we, we've known each other for a while now, so um, it, what is the role of NN uh, in health and healthcare? Could you elaborate a bit on that? Where do you see 
a um, a play for your organization and and how are and how would you like to utilize that? Yeah, yeah. So um, um, obviously, you are the expert on, uh, on 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 healthcare, and healthcare is is typically defined uh, as the the institutes. Uh, that offer um, healthcare to people who are in need of that uh, that healthcare. Uh, what we've seen as a company is that more and more there's a shift to uh, what I would call preventive health, or making sure that you're that, that you're healthy and that uh, you basically prevent uh, yourself from becoming ill. And uh, specifically, uh, factors such as stress uh, yeah, have just massively increased in the in the past years. Um, millennials, uh, for instance, uh, but also now during this COVID time, we see quite a few people that are that are that are stressed. Um, and if you get into a stressful situation, um, then typically, uh, you know being at work you may not be as productive or even call in sick and having to recover for a couple of months so the uh, not only is it a uh, situation that is uh, very harmful to yourself uh, but also the uh, impact on uh, employers um, uh, and of course to the uh, rising cost in the healthcare system uh, cause a bit of a, a problem for society as a whole with that uh, substantial increase and what we've found is that, uh, and, and, and please realize that in the Netherlands, we have about 30 to 40% of the SME companies as our clients. A lot of them are looking for solutions to actually help them, not just with an insurance solution to ensure the financial risk of uh, their employee force being uh, ill uh, from stress-related uh, causes, for instance, but that they're really interested to do programs to make sure that their employees are just uh, healthy, have the right nutrition, that we prevent stress. And uh, those are the types of services uh, where we see a company like us um, move much more forward uh, and where we believe in, uh, not just for the individual, but also for the employer and also um, yeah, uh, moving healthcare into uh, to a different space. Yeah. So that that's also I think it's a great segue in 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 how you and also a company like Deloitte is trying to explore what that means and what are the the things that you could do and one of the joint initiatives that we've taken uh, as Deloitte again together with the Ministry of Health and a lot of other companies but also with NN is organizing a hackathon uh, over the course of the past uh, past uh, days. Let me start uh, on this topic by by share a a brief video which is work in process. It's not ready yet, uh, but there will be more on this, but it gives a bit of a flavor and then dive a bit more deeper into that, Geert. Uh, here it is. Deze hackathon is niet iets wat op zichzelf staat. Het is niet een one-off, zoals we dat zeggen. Dat we proberen de gezondheidszorg op een allerlei manieren eigenlijk gewoon beter te maken. Dat een hackathon niet leeftijds verbonden is, blijkt ook wel uit de betrokkenheid van mevrouw Greet Veldman. Greet, welkom. Ik wilde eerst even tegen iedereen zeggen dat ik het zo knap vind wat er allemaal gebeurd is in die paar dagen. Mijn complimenten allemaal. Ja, de spanning loopt op, want wie wint nou die publieksprijs? Iets harder. Vijf, vier, drie, twee, één. Team 17. Gefeliciteerd, de regiekuis. Oh, 
Kijk, die mevrouw Greet is helemaal losgaan daar, zeg. Ja. Greet, super. Zo gezond, hè? So, I think that gives a bit of a flavor of those uh, very impressive high-energy days. 20 teams at the start, 130 people joining in. And also teams from National and Nederlander really chimed into it. What is the reason for you guys to, to join such initiatives? Uh, is it purely uh, from um, the products that you could service or is it maybe also to explore what's, what's ahead, what's at the horizon? Um, it's probably a mix of, uh, of a lot of things. Uh, it probably starts with a uh, belief that uh, we as an insurance company have always been very close to society in terms of contributing to uh, the social well-being of society as a whole, with a specific role to uh, take care of the insurance aspects of that. Um, moving forward, um, if you look at the problems that we just discussed around personal health, I don't believe that we as a company just by itself uh, will be able to solve it. And most of the bigger issues in the uh, in the healthcare need to be solved by different institutes uh, combining the, their powers uh, in order to solve it. Uh, and in order to get to those creative solutions, uh, find out the role that we can play there. Uh, we very much uh, yeah, like to participate and collaborate with uh, with other teams uh, to learn and to see what we can do in order to uh, to help that. So. Um, The teams uh, came back uh, highly excited. So uh, it was a really good event, uh, Lucien. Well, thanks to you uh, as well and, and, and your team in that. Um, wrapping up a bit, Jared, uh, the biggest challenge that you would see going forward with uh, everything that, that's happening. And as you know, one of the things that I try to do is to, to, to help support the shift from healthcare to health in the end of the day, because I think we should get in the front end of it. Uh, you talked also that you have a lot of SMEs uh, in, in your portfolio. Um, one of the things that I think that is happening, and I'm interested in, in your perspective, is that employers will start to take a bigger role in the health, so not the healthcare per se, of their own employees. That might, at first, and we've seen some of those things happening in big corporates, but also in startups, yeah. as like an employee benefit program. Yes. Is this or should it this be something that in a decade from now would be the new normal? Is that the way you look at it as well? Yeah, uh, especially for a country like the Netherlands. And uh, the Netherlands has a very uh, strong uh, history in, in, in being a very uh, social country yeah, in, in terms of the distribution of income, uh, access to education and access to healthcare in general. Uh, together with Scandinavia and a couple of other uh, countries. Um, and, and with that history, uh, I think those types of countries, including the Netherlands, will likely play a leading role um, in organizing services around health or the preventive health. Uh, so making sure that you actually don't get to the healthcare uh, part. And 
where I see some very concrete initiatives, for instance, um, loneliness, not just with elderly people, but also with, uh, with younger people. Uh, elderness, uh, loneliness can be solved uh, by being socially connected. And being socially connected uh, can be very much done in a workplace uh, with an employer. Uh, so there are a lot of people who are beyond the age of 65 that can still, you know, live long, very healthy. It can still be very productive also in the work society. But fiscally, it's rather difficult for them to stay uh, at work eh, because of uh, the different uh, rules that, uh, that are in place. Uh, but also employers uh, do not necessarily uh, care for that. The pension system may not fully cater for it. So um, we believe that uh, by matching those needs of the labor market with people that want to contribute at that age is a very concrete service um, rather than for instance uh, being lonely having stress uh, having an effect on the children uh, and those children are also having of course a role in society so that is a very concrete example um, but also imagine the um, you know personalized dna testing to make sure that you see what types of risks you have um, and providing personal nutrition plans or other services that make sure that you are fit, that you eat the right things, uh, and also taking care of the mental well-being. Those are all, you know, centered around health and making sure that you you feel the positive energy and that you can uh, live the, your life the, the way you want uh, and build that resilience. Uh, and we very much see a role there for uh, employers. Um, and we also see a role there for insurance company together with others to help provide those services. Yeah, can imagine that one. I, I talked the other day to uh, to one of our neighbors who's seventy five, uh, who, who turned seventy five. He said, uh, 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 "I'm not seventy five. I'm forty with thirty five years of experience." So use that experience, he said. That's exactly what you just mentioned as well. That uh, what we like to refer to as the silver uh, economy or the sil the silver group that has tons of experience and also still energy, a lot of them still have a lot of energy to, to come forward in, in really helping and assisting that. Um, Geert, my last question to everyone during this virtual coffee. What's your passion that we should know about and what are people not understanding about that passion? So it's not about your passion, but what's your passion yourself and, and what's the misconception about that uh, a lot? Yeah, uh, so my, my passion uh, is really about uh, transformation. So uh, as a lot of people that are uh, purpose-driven, uh, you want to make a difference. Um, and uh, if you had the luxury of having a good education in such a stable country as the Netherlands, uh, then, of course, uh, you'd like to make a difference uh, as a whole on, on the Dutch society, but also in the broader context of, of any group. So I feel very privileged that I'm in a position where I can exercise that influence. But now that I'm in that role, uh, I would also like to use that uh, for the better. Um, and uh, transformation is not easy. Uh, it has to do with technology. It has to do with taking along people. Uh, it has to do with uh, making sure you're not distracted. It has to do with failures, uh, overcoming them, and, and keeping a very yeah, strong view uh, on where you want to be ending up. So. Uh, ultimately, that is the the real passion that I have. Um, yeah, the, the, the misconception. Um, I don't think there is a a misconception about that passion that I have. Uh, just that it is very hard. 
So uh, a lot of people will say, yeah, 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 transformation, great idea. Uh, we'll see it huh, when we get there. First see it, then believe it. Huh? Whereas I'm a person that first believes and then we'll see uh, that it uh, huh, will come to fruition. So I think that is my particular role. And, um, you know, uh, I will give all my energy to uh, to an end to, uh, yeah, to help achieve that. And uh, all the beautiful things around uh, making the society uh, healthy, healthy. Uh, together with the other players that were present at your uh, hackathon. That is my passion. Thank you very much, Chiat. I think that's a perfect wrap-up also for this virtual coffee. Thank you for that. I wish you a, a, a pleasant journey, but also a good journey, and also a way to uh, indeed uh, to find uh, the, 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 the correct pathway for, for your, your passion. Uh, back to the people uh, online. Thank you very much for chiming in during this virtual coffee with Chiat Bosklopper from Nationale Nederlanden. Uh, I'm looking forward to your reflections, your feedback, uh, not only on, on LinkedIn, but also later on in, in YouTube, of course, on that. Uh, stay tuned for the next virtual coffee in a couple of days. Uh, you can find uh, the schedule uh, online on LinkedIn. Uh, and please feel free to reach out if you think that uh, I really should uh, host uh, somebody in this virtual coffee. Thank you again for now. Uh, looking forward to, uh, to the next time. Bye-bye.